Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts, Jeremy Barker, Aaron Arms, and Brian Hux. Back Row Show Bandits! It's me, it's your boy, the B-League says. Back again for another installment of Hashtag Fantasy Impact. Going over your positional review. Uh, here we are today. We're going to go over wide receivers. We've done tight ends. We've done quarterbacks. Getting ready to go over the 2019 ADP. How that panned out for that season. And how that kind of ranges for those sort of players. And what, what you're trying to see. And what you're trying to find heading into draft season for you. Because let's face it. It's a bit of a mess at the moment. People don't know whether to draft or not. Maybe draft, don't draft. Maybe we'll hold off and do a draft on the Monday prior to the Thursday game of Kansas and Houston. People are starting to really put this back. And I don't blame them because there's so much uncertainty in the air. Obviously, we've seen the NBA, WNBA, baseball, MLS. They're all starting to boycott their seasons. Obviously, the current events are a little bit different. It's not just COVID. Uh, that's that's a podcast for Bark to do on another day. That's not for me for, uh, for this. But at the same time, uh, we're looking at you know, different players that are, that are going either undervalued or overvalued and maybe maybe how we can help skew your, skew your thoughts just to maybe try and get different players maybe later or jump up to get them earlier. And, and that can help win your season this year. Ideally, there's a lot of things that can go on in between. There's injuries, there's waivers, there's fab, there's all that sort of stuff that you have to do correctly. But at the same time, uh, obviously, if you do everything else right, and, and a good draft goes a long, long way. So I'm hoping that this can help. We're doing wide receivers today, and we're going to get ready to get started. So who climbed the most in 2019? Now, there's only really one answer to that, and it was a guy that nobody had any idea about, came from nowhere. He was, in 2019, finished as the wide receiver 14 in PPR, and he was somewhere in like the wide receiver 110 range at the start of the season. That is from the Jacksonville Jaguars, Mr. DJ Chark. He was lights out phenomenal. Uh, it didn't matter who he was really with. He was pretty damn good. And, and that team was bereft of talent. Aside from Leonard Fournette, you had Chris Conley and Chris, Chris Conley. There was a... Uh, no, it wasn't Marquise Lee or Keelan Cole. Neither of them really did much. There was Chris Conley. No, no, really. It was really DJ Chark, and that was it. He was that damn good last year. Very underrated, even as a wide receiver, 14. Now, right about now, he's not even going in that range. He's like wide receiver, 20. So even still, there's some skepticism, and maybe some other players have, you know, it's draft season. People go towards the brand name. And DJ Chark, obviously, the Jags, they're a... Uh, you know, obviously, they're, they're, they're not the biggest team out there, and people aren't as familiar with them. They're not a primetime team. Someone in that wide receiver 20 range, you know, people are going to opt for maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe they're going to opt for, like, the Tyler Boyd instead. Uh, you know, obviously, there's the Joe Burrow hype. Maybe that's enough to get uh, Tyler Boyd more looks and maybe push a guy like DJ Chark back. But he's a guy that still is a number one receiver that you're getting in that third round. And, you know, they still only have, what, 
they got LaVisca Chenault and he could be anything we don't really know he's a, you know he's had some crazy comparisons I've heard you know Cordero Patterson at times compared to him and that might just be a physical metric and not a skill thing but still Colin Johnson there. I kind of like Colin Johnson through the draft process you know I thought he had a good year last year and he's okay he's a big boy so they have some new players but not really Tyler Eifert's there I wouldn't really think they're very much a threat to his 2020 production. So a guy like DJ Chark is a guy that you should be keeping your eye on now. DJ Moore had the hype last preseason. Everyone kind to be fair, both both Carolina Panthers receivers, DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel had the hype last year. What a hype behind both of them. And they both get Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater. Now the quarterback episode went past. I'm higher on Teddy Bridgewater because I think he's safe. And I don't think he's going to really do more than he has to other than put these guys in good position and they're very good technicians more samuel anderson they're good enough technicians to get open and quick uh, and they're going to do the work for him so you know a guy like dj moore uh what he's, he's going in and around that what wide receiver nine wide receiver 10 range and that's just about where he finished wide receiver 13 he's going sorry and he finishes a wide receiver 9 10. so he's a guy you're probably going to get at face value uh, whether you feel like that's a value, that's a different thing, though. Uh, for me, my guy, I don't have a lot of my guys. You see these my guy episodes and, and they're fine. I don't have many. Uh, but if I were to lean on one guy that I feel is probably underappreciated, it's John Brown. Uh, no one ever likes him. Ever. I don't, I don't know why people don't like John Brown. I feel like he's a very good route runner. He's quick. He gets separation. He's safe as well. I know that sounds funny to say, but like he doesn't drop a lot. He's pretty damn good. And, and if anything, it's going over his head because he's got Josh Allen who, you know, at times he can't hit the back of a barn door. So you're looking at a guy like John Brown for the th uh, third, he's produced for the third team in three years. He was a wide receiver 20 in PPR with Joe Flacco. And then he fell off the face of the earth with Lamar Jackson two years ago. And, you know, obviously his ADP, like, just hit the skids because of that. Uh, and, you know, he ends up, again, another, what, wide receiver 15? So he's had a wide receiver 20 and then a wide receiver 15 season. Again, he's a wide receiver 57 in ADP right now in the 13th round. This is a guy that's produced top 20, top 15 results. And we're taking him in the 13th, 14th round. Now, I, I just want to go over a couple of names that are ahead of him. AJ Green hasn't played a game in, what, two years? And he's going seven or eight rounds ahead of him. Let's just... I get it. AJ Green has been a stud. I get it. Did we not learn our lesson from last year? Oh, my God. AJ Green, he might play. He might not. Oh, we're going to drop a fifth-round pick on him and never plays a game. Now, I understand this is a different year, but is it? Because the same thing's happening to John Brown and the same thing's happening to AJ Green and the same thing we're drafting AJ Green as and we're drafting John Brown as the same thing and guess who's going to have a top 20 year? Yeah, the guy you're taking in the 13th round. So I'm sorry for the bit of a rant, but I kind of, I kind of find it hard to see a guy that has the production with the quarterbacks and he's dropped. Now, the concern for Brown is Stefan Diggs, but we're acting like Stefan Diggs and AJ Brown have never produced... Uh, AJ Brown... John Brown and Stefan Diggs have never produced in teams with more than one receiver before. Listen, John Brown came from Arizona and he had Larry Fitz. And on top of that, there was David Johnson in his prime catching 60, 70 balls as well. So it's not like he's been in this team where 
he hasn't been the primary figure and still produced. And the same thing happened to him at Baltimore. Like, there were other players there. And he still produced. He went to Buffalo. Okay, like, Cole Beasley was a top 30 receiver. And here we are again, talking about them not throwing it as much. I don't think the guys in the backfield are going to be doing it. They ain't going to be Singletary or Moss. They aren't going to be these massive target guys. If John Allen's throwing it, he's chucking it to Diggs. He's chucking it to, to John Brown, Cole Beasley, Dawson Knox. Those are his guys. So we're talking about uh, John Brown like he's nothing. And it, it just does my head in a little bit. 13th round for a guy that's produced two years in a row with two sloppy quarterbacks. Save me a Josh Allen hate. I, I don't care. He's sloppy at times. He's skittish. But him and John Brown have a connection. And that's all I could care about. They work together. Enough about that. Cortland Sutton's another guy that had a pretty big jump. Uh, he had a 26-player jump, and he ended up as the wide receiver 19 last year. He had some big weeks. Uh, you know, he's now, you know, he's dropped off a little bit. He's now, what, the wide receiver 25. And again, I was high on uh, Drew Locke. If you're high on Locke, ideally, you're high on Sutton as well. I, I know they have Judy there, Hamler there, Fant, uh, Albert O. They got some good players there, but Sutton's going to be the alpha, I think. And he's still going to have similar numbers. So that's there too. Pretty much everyone dropped in 2019 when you look at it. Odell Beckham, Juju Smith-Schuster, Devontae Adams, Adam Thielen. These are guys you're taking in the, what, first, second round, and they absolutely destroyed you last year. They killed your teams. They killed your teams last year. How do you have faith in that? Well, Juju at one point was like the 112. Unbelievable. Guy fell off the face of the earth with some terrible quarterbacks, and he was outplayed by Deontay Johnson and James Washington. Like, it's crazy. Obviously, he gets uh, Big Ben back. But again, like these are also guys that are looking for a bounce back. Adam Thielen has no competition, really. I mean, Justin Jefferson's there. I'll talk about him a little bit later. Odell Beckham was injured most of the year. It could be a bounce back on the cards for him. Devontae Adams, he is an absolute... This is going to sound really like basic. This is going to sound basic. Devontae Adams is one of the biggest difference makers in the NFL. Green Bay are a shadow of a team without him. They, they are legitimately nothing without him, I don't think. They are, they are brutal to watch. Rodgers looks mad as hell when he ain't out there. So for me, Adams, like, I, I, I'm still taking Adams in the first round if he's there. I have no qualms. If it came down to Adams or Dalvin Cook with all the things that Dalvin Cook's got going on, I'm considering Adams. Doesn't sound like a lot, but it kind of is. The injury bug hit everyone. Again, AJ Green... Didn't play a game. He was that guy. And, you know, he's attainable in a, in a dynasty you know, trade if you want him, I guess. I've, what, 31, 32 soft tissue injuries? Ankle injuries? I don't know. Like, that's that's a sixth, seventh round pick at the moment. And I, I, I just, why are you swimming in that in that pool for? I don't get it. Alshon Jeffrey's another one. Like, he looks good out there when he's when he's out there with, with Carson Wentz and Zach Ertz. He looks good when he's out there. Again, I say this, when he's out there, when he's out there. Because he's never out there. It just doesn't happen. He's a wide receiver 60 at the moment. And i, I got to be honest, like that, it's kind of unpredictable at that point with Alshon Jeffrey. And, and when you're looking at him, you got Curtis Samuel, Paris Campbell, Brian Edwards. I'd rather take these younger guys that don't have the pain. I'd, I'd rather that. Like, why am I relying on a 32, 33-year-old Alshon Jeffrey to maybe come back and play half a season. Why? I'll just go get Samuel and, and just play him in bye weeks and whatnot. That, that sounds like the easier thing for me to do. But that's just me. 
T.Y. Hilton's another one. He had a weird season. I feel like he kind of came back early from injury, maybe because they were on that, that playoff bubble. They were kind of there, but kind of not. And then, it's, look, I'm not accusing anyone of anything, but I feel like maybe they rushed him back out there because when he came back, brutal. He was terrible. It was hard to watch. It was just, they fell apart. And obviously, they had a disruptive season with Andrew Luck retiring a week or two before the season started. But at the same time, like Hilton's another guy like Jeffrey, like Green, who was hurt in their 30s, that you're taking in those fifth, sixth, seventh rounds, and you got to ask yourself, really, why? What? Because Philip Rivers is there. Like Keenan Allen wasn't great because of Philip Rivers. Keenan Allen was great because Keenan Allen is great. Let's let's just put that out there. Are we expecting T.Y. Hilton to have the same season to get open as frequently? to make the yards that Keenan Allen did? I don't think so. They're going in the same range. So for anyone taking these guys, you have to be concerned at that point. Uh, and again, Preston Williams, he's another one that got hurt. He lived up to his hype, I think. You know, everyone said, you know, all the off-field issues that hurt his draft capital, comes out, blows up Miami, then gets hurt and nicks off. So he's, he's been cleared to play. He looks good. You know, if, if he can, you know, they always say a year after an ACL takes him some time. Look, I hope he's good. I hope he's ready to go. And, and if he is, then then everything's gravy. But, you know, and again, you got to be careful of a guy that you're taking, uh, what, he was what, wide receiver 84th. Now you're getting him in the 12th as a wide receiver 54. And, you know, again, you've got guys who aren't injured in the same range like Paris Campbell, Curtis Samuel, Brian Edwards, guys like that. I'd probably rather take a shot on people that I know are healthy without an issue. So what do we think about with 2020 looking to make the jump? Listen, like last year's rookie class for wide receivers was ridiculous. They were so good. Like Terry McLaurin. I have Terry McLaurin as a top, top 12 wide receiver this year. I think he's nuts. He's having a big year. You know, obviously the Carolina group in, they're drawing comparisons to DJ Moore. No, I think he's, I think he's a lot better than DJ Moore. And I think McLaurin is going to outproduce that ADP where he's going at the moment, and he's going to go nuts. Uh, DK Metcalf, he has the chance to be the alpha in Seattle this year. Deontay Johnson, everyone liked the idea of him pairing up with Big, Big Ben last year, and they gave him the AB, the Antonio Brown comps. I kind of want to see what that looks like this year. Darius Slate was probably the, the Giants' best receiver last year out of nowhere. Uh, Debo Samuel, out of nowhere, came from nowhere. AJ Brown, what? He had... Him and Ryan Tannehill looked like they'd been playing together for 10 years. He looked amazing. So those guys, you know, they're looking to make the jump into those next tiers, those, those higher tiers. And speaking of year two receivers, uh, receivers, I love Greg Ward and Steven Sims. Now, as a Giants fan, hi, Back Row Giants podcast here. But as a Giants fan, I love Greg Ward and I love Steven Sims this year. Both of them. They're both going to have roles. Steven Sims, to me, like if you think you love McLaurin, you can get Steven, Steven Sims, what, in the 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th round. People aren't even thinking about him because that rookie hype is real. So the Antonio, Antonio Gandy-Golden, Antonio Gibson things, I know Gibson has that dual uh, position eligibility in some places, but I kind of think Steven Sims is a guy that made that connection with Dwayne Haskins. I'm looking for him to have a big year. Jacoby Myers, Olabisi Johnson, and Kill Harry, these are guys that are looking to maybe get on top after having, you know, either a delayed start or an injury plagued year or whatever it may be. I like those guys to have bigger years in 2020. Uh, who could be in trouble? 
I don't know why anyone's taking Amari Cooper this year. Not at his current price. Why is anyone taking Amari Cooper at his current price? I have no idea why anyone is taking Amari Cooper at his current price. When you can go get Michael Gallup, who, by the way, is going after T.Y. Hilton, A.J. Green, all these guys that are always hurt, Michael Gallup is going around later. Michael Gallup has the ability for 100, 110 targets this year. He, he literally has the means... What he, he, what, he was almost parallel with Amari Cooper last year, and there's a four-round gap in draft range between them, ADP. And on top of that, you got C.D. Lamb, probably the best prospect, wide receiver prospect in this year's class, going a couple rounds after him. Why is anyone bothering with Amari Cooper? Just fade him and move on and get the next one. You want a cowboy? You want a piece of that cowboy's offense. Blake Jarwin is going around about the tight end 15. I'd go get Blake Jarwin as well. You could almost stack. You could stack. Go get Gallup or Lamb and Jarwin or, or two of the three. Especially in best ball. Go get those guys. But Cooper at that price, I'm good. And he never produces in the big games. It, it always happens. It always happens to him. I am just off him completely. Um, and again, you want to go back to those year two receivers. Look at Arizona. They got three of them. Andy Isabella, Keyshawn Johnson and Hakeem Butler. Those guys, like something has to, one of them has to come out of this. Because you don't bring Deontay, uh, DeAndre Hopkins in. You got Kenyon Drake, who's going to, he's going to get his, he's going to get his. I'm not that high on Kenyon Drake, but he is going to get fed. Chase Edmonds can still get fed. One of, the, one of those guys has to step up and do something. I think it might have been a little bit less cloudy if Larry Fitzgerald had moved, you know, he retired, but he didn't. Christian Kirk is always lur uh, lurking around. One or two of these guys might end up getting cut. So we'll see what happens. Who can make an impact out of nowhere? Now, there's one guy I like this year, and he plays for Houston, and his name's Kiki... K no, I'm joking. We're not, we're not riding Kiki Kuti this year. We're off Kiki Kuti. We can forget that. He's already injured. He's already out. How about that? No, listen. There's one guy that I like, and you have to think that Houston... That Houston receiver group, I mean, Will Fuller's still in that 6th, 7th round range, and that's where he always goes, and he's good when he's good, when he's terrible, he's woeful, but I'm not getting on Randall Cobb, I'm not getting on Kenny Stills, I'm going to wait, there's one guy that I like, he's a rookie, he's out of Rhode Island, his name's Isaiah Coulter, now, obviously these small school guys, they look amazing, and when they get to the NFL, they don't, right? That's just what happens, they, they get found out, they, they found, find out that the competition, they get a little bit left behind, but he is quick and he can move and he's and his routes he's got some clean routes and he's got some good hands too. You know, if you're getting a thousand yards at Rhode Island, you're probably catching from a quarterback that no one's heard of either. So he's doing all right. So he's a guy that I'm not saying go draft. There's not a chance you're drafting him. However, look for him mid-year. Will Fuller's never healthy. Randall Cobb just got through his first, we'll call it a healthy season. Kenny Stills is now the healthy. There are spots up for grabs on a Houston receiver group that has Deshaun Watson willing to chuck it. Now, keep an eye on him. Keep your, just listen, to, listen for his name as the year goes on. But, but give it that half a season. Just wait for it. Um, and what rookie stands out? Listen... The hype's there about Jalen Rager at the moment. He's having a good camp. T. Higgins could be huge if A.J. Green does something or doesn't do something. Who knows? Uh, Henry Druggs, he's another one. But for me, it's hard 
to think about who walks into the best situation and to not say Justin Jefferson in Minnesota. Look, he's not going to come in and replace Stefan Diggs straight away, but the opportunity is there. Now, BC Johnson will have a say about that. Tajay Sharp might, maybe, who knows. But they, they grabbed him in that first round, so the draft capital's there. It's a new coaching staff, or, or at least coordinators and all that. So they have him, Adam Thielen. He's starting to get a bit older. Look, Irv Smith could be anything. But they did grab Jefferson, and there's a chance that this kid walks in at 80 to 100 targets straight away. Now, for a rookie, that would be huge. And for me, that's enough to think that he might be one of the few rookie receivers that you can get in that 12th, 13th round and, and be happy. That's that's potential. That's that's what you want. That's what you're looking for there. And that's all I have for you today in, in terms of wide receivers. Thank you very much for sticking about. Uh, I am the B-League says. You can find my work, hashtag Fantasy Impact for the Back Row Fantasy Show and uh, the game plan for goingfor2.com. Uh, podcast, Back Row Giants, Back Row Giants podcast. Uh, all things New York Giants, you can hear that. That's going to start ramping up soon as well. Uh, but between now and then, have a great weekend. Uh, enjoy your public holiday. Stay safe and come on, kill drive. <laughs>